to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm zach and i'm czar all right boys uh i don't even know where to start with introductions for this episode things have just been wild in general lately with the election with the video game releases i don't even know what to talk about right now i'm flabbergasted i am bamboozled and quite possibly led astray oh well zach Zach pointed out some very hype news uh, before we started recording here that this is the last week of episodes before the new consoles drop. So, boys, everything is about to change. A whole new generation. I'm excited where it goes. I am too, Zach. But do you know what's really weird? What this means is that if you game on an Xbox 360, you are officially going to be retro gaming at that point. (laughs) They say I'm a grumpy old man. (laughs) But I'm really a grumpy old teenager. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So retro gamers. If you're like gaming on an Xbox original or an N64, is that like vintage gaming? (laughs) At this point. Using like a record player or some shit. Hey, I like record players. Hey, no, no, no disrespect to vinyls. They're really cool. I love yeah, vinyls. You're damn right. No disrespect. Why I oughta. <laughs> Why I oughta. All right, Zach, you wrote a great itinerary today. What are we doing? All right, boys. Like you said, next gen, it's now. So um, it's hype. We'll be talking about it pretty much all week. Our, all articles have to do with it. So Xbox Series X, PS5. Get used to saying it because it's the new norm. I will never get used to saying Xbox Series X. I don't know what they're doing over there with this numbering system. It's really pissing me off. They're literally <laughs> Xbox One X. I'm just, I feel like a good juber. They go from original to 360 to back to one and one X and now Series X. I mean, say what you will about PlayStation, but it's pretty clear. PlayStation 4. Well, it's really funny because I watched an episode of The Big Bang recently where Sheldon was trying to decide whether to get an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4. Yeah. And his biggest deciding factor was the chronological order of the PlayStation because he absolutely hated the naming system of Xbox. And I get it. (laughs) Rightfully so. I get it. (laughs) All right, Zach, sorry to cut you off. What are we doing today? All right. Like you said, next gen is now we have Final Fantasy VII for all. Portal Stuffs. Rockstar shows they got it. <laughs> Switch and stuff. And then Zar har 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 har. Har 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 har. With that being said, that leads into our first article, which Zar, you get to lead us into. You ready for it? Oh boy, oh All boy. Right. Well, I told you, JP, that this was gonna happen a long time ago, that Final Fantasy VII would not be exclusive to PlayStation. Oh, and so Game Infinitus uh, tells us that exact point. It's written by Joel Morgan, 
And it goes on saying that Final Fantasy VII Remake will get a definitive edition for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, according to this rumor. Um, and this will come with an extra story aspect to it, too. So that's that's already pretty cool on its own. Yep, when you're right, you're right. The main question is, what makes this definitive? Because you already had a remake of a game, and then they're re-releasing it like a year later as a definitive edition. Mm -hmm. So what makes this a definitive edition is the next-gen version of the game. So it will also go, hopefully, to the next-gen sources, offering higher resolution, higher frame rate, and a better quality of character models. And I don't know how they're going to... Final Fantasy VII Remake, even on the PlayStation 4, already looked phenomenal. So I guess texturing could be a little bit better, but anything at this point is icing on the cake, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, definitely. The new Definitive Edition will also feature some DLC similar to the character episodes of Final Fantasy XV. And this is going to focus on side characters like... Barrett, Tifa, and Aerith, you know, all those Kingdom Hearts characters. <laughs> it was so nice of Kingdom Hearts to lend some of their characters out to Square Enix. Oh, I know, right? They're that was so, so nice. nice of them. <laughs> and so this DLC will be available as a separate download on PlayStation 4, but I'm not sure if it's going to be included with the official copy for other systems or if it will also be separately downloaded. Or if you'll even have to pay for them. That's because this this is all a rumor article. But you know, we've been pretty pretty accurate with these rumors lately. And 2020 has just been a surge of true rumors. We saw a PlayStation exclusive be released to the public with Horizon Zero Dawn. And that's what I think, in my opinion, gives this rumor a little bit of credibility. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway, what were you saying? Uh well, so some of the new additions. Uh, through some of this DLC, or maybe this is going to be main game, but they're adding some costumes, a ton of side missions, and even a wave-based survival mode, which I didn't know Final Fantasy could really do a wave-based survival mode, but hey, that's interesting. And finally, the article concludes by saying the Definitive Edition will release on the PC in addition to the PlayStation 5. However, it can come to the Xbox Series S slash X as well. Hmm. An upgrade path is given to users of the original game for the, the PlayStation 4. So for all you PlayStation boys like JP that have this game and love it, you're going to get an upgrade. Yay! Upgrades are good. Upgrades for JP. I'm curious <laughs> how they'll monetize that. If it'll be like a $20 thing, a free thing for a amount of time or what? Yeah, that's actually a great question, Zach. And... I'd love to believe that they're just going to give us this patch on the PlayStation 4 because the DLC is going to be in a definitive edition for everybody else. Um, And Square Enix generally does, I wouldn't imagine, has the sleazy business practices to try and force PlayStation 4 owners of the game to buy the DLC. But at the same time, (laughs) I mean, it really is a good question. I don't know. That's what's hard about this uh, article is everything is speculation. Well, I'm, I'm... A little bit confused here because didn't you say, JP, that uh, the remake of Final Fantasy VII was kind of split into episodes? So like once you finish episode one, that's not actually the end of Final Fantasy VII? Sort of, kind of. 
I'm trying to figure out how to word this. So what they did in this new, the remake, Final Fantasy VII remake, the one that was just released this year, is it's not necessarily episodic. It's more incomplete because you have about a 30 hour playthrough there of the game. But they expanded on every aspect of the original Final Fantasy VII and gave everyone more fleshed out stories and the stories that already were pretty prominent in the game made even longer and gave everyone just more of a reason to be in the world. So it's not really episodic, but what they did is instead of finishing the entirety of Final Fantasy VII, because the way they were doing it with the remake, it would have been an 80 hour long game. Oh, yeah. So... The way they did it is they went about halfway through the original story of Final Fantasy VII, and that's Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's about half of the story of Final Fantasy VII. If I did say it was episodic in the past, what I, what I was meaning by that is we're going to see a game that's kind of a sequel, but not really because it's a remake of the second half of a game that was already previously made. Yes, that is confusing. Well, it's Square Enix, so I would expect (laughs) nothing less. Yeah. And I mean, the Final Fantasy franchise isn't like a stranger to confusing titles anyway. Final Fantasy like two through four are named differently in America than they are in Japan with different numbers. I don't even know exactly how it works because I'm not I'm not that big of a Final Fantasy fan, but still it's confusing. Um, But Hmm. that's kind of the way it's going right now. Um, Okay, so then what I'm confused about is, will this definitive edition uh, conclude Final Fantasy VII? Will it include that second half? And if it does, then what the fuck is the point of buying the remake of Final Fantasy VII? Well, that's a good question, but in my opinion, I don't think that the DLC is going to include the second half of the game. I think that Square is going to sell that second half of the game as an entire new $60 Well, then that confuses me even more because then why would they make a definitive edition before they even finish the story? Dude, I I don't know. What is happening? (laughs) Ka-ching, ka-ching, motherfucker. (laughs) Well, if it isn't about the money. I'm so confused. My brain hurts. I wish I could provide you with answers, Are I really do. But first of all, this article is based on rumors. That is true. It is a rumor. Second of all, with the remake of Final Fantasy VII, they already deviated so much from, not that much, but they did deviate away from some of the aspects of Final Fantasy VII, the original, um, that I honestly don't know what they're planning. I don't know. They already put a huge twist on Final Fantasy VII Remake that was not present in Final Fantasy VII. Spoiler alert for a game that's 24 years old, Aerith dies in Final Fantasy VII, but Aerith did not die in Final Fantasy VII Remake. So they're already changing up a few really big plot points. And I don't know what that's going to do to the story. For all I know, the second half of Final Fantasy VII might be completely different from the second half of Final Fantasy VII. So this could be like kind of one of those almost mirroring of the new trilogy of Star Wars where episode seven felt really like a reboot with a little bit of difference and then they just took the story in a completely different direction. You know what? That's a good It's a little bit of a loose analogy considering that it was already new story to begin with, but that's, that's the best way I can rationalize this. So as someone who's played this game and absolutely loved the remake, um, I wanted to ask you guys, starting with Zach, I know PlayStation 4 or PlayStation in general has a pretty good roster of exclusive games that you'd probably like to get your hands on. Is Final Fantasy VII Remake one of them? 
JP, why do you ask questions you already know the answer to? It makes me feel good to get validation. <laughs> yeah, JP, here's your validation. Final Fantasy VII looks awesome. I want to play it. I will play it, especially when it comes to PC. I might wait for a Steam sale or something. It's my kind of game. Zach, it's your kind of game. It, I you love, love some RPGs. What about you, Zar? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm gonna wait for it to hit the Xbox and I'll probably get it then because I love console gaming. It's yeah. And what's funny is I wasn't joking earlier. My first introduction to any of these people was uh, Kingdom Hearts. It's like, who the hell are you people? Oh, yeah. Same. Like I knew the characters and it's pretty easy to tell which characters come from Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, considering everyone else is either a cute, adorable little demon or a Disney character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Sora, Riku and Kyrie, And that's it. That's the cast. Basically, although there, credits. there are like the five kids on the beach that are never talked about. In the words of Michael Jordan, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's enough talk All about right. a rumor. So, JP, why don't you talk about something that is not exactly a rumor? Yes. All right. So next we are talking about something called Portal Reloaded. What's really funny is when I go into these articles, um, kind of talking about new projects or new games or whatever, I like to summarize it as much as I can. But the link to the website for Portal Reloaded that Zach provided, if you look at these bullet points, it is so short and precise that I couldn't have said it any better myself. So for once, I'm just going to read straight from the website. Are you guys seeing this? Zach, Zach, Zach finds good articles. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> good job, Zach. Claps for Zach. All right. What is Portal Reloaded? Uh, this is coming straight from the website, by the way. What is Portal Reloaded? Portal Reloaded is a free community-made modification for Portal 2. The mod builds on the concepts of the main genre by allowing you to place a third portal, which enables traveling between two different timelines. Thinking in four dimensions is vital to solving 25 brand new mind and time bending puzzles. That is absolutely incredible. And it's also really weird because I haven't thought about Portal in a long time. And then recently, one of my friends named Dylan came to me like, hey, we dude, you got to play the co-op in Portal 2 with me. And we started playing it last night. Zara, you were over here. We were playing it last night. You guys were terrible. <laughs> Shut up. Working no. with that ball. That just oh my. kept going in the water. <laughs> oh, that was really funny. <laughs> or Dylan wouldn't stop trying to shoot me with the laser with the cube. It was, <laughs> it was a good time. All right. So what is the game about? So you play as test subject four, or, uh, 4509. Awoken from stasis by an automated AI, you are expected to perform a very special test course. Within the depths of Aperture Science, secluded from the rest of the facility, lies a previously unknown and long forgotten testing track. In Portal Reloaded, you get a hold of the triple portal device, which allows you to shoot three different portals. The familiar blue and orange portals connecting two different places in space, and a third green time portal, which connects two different timelines traveling between the present and a version of reality 20 years in the future, opens, which opens up a completely new way of puzzle solving. Who is the mod for? The mod is targeted at portal veterans who are familiar with the concepts of the main series and want to expand their horizons. How can I play the game? Portal Reloaded can be downloaded for free from the Steam store. The only stipulation, you need to own a copy of Portal 2 to play. And when is the game coming out? It is set to release on April 19th, 2021, exactly 10 years after the launch date of Portal 2. This is why Half-Life isn't being worked on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Half-Life, 
portal left for dead. They're not being worked on because Valve does not believe in the number three. That's why you got Half-Life 2, Episode 1 and 2, but you never got Episode 3 or Half-Life 3. And so this is just the fan community being like, <laughs> Valve, I know you hate the number three, but we need more content. <laughs> So, like I said, I've been in a portal playing mood lately, and this is very incredibly exciting news for that reason. But you don't have to have played portal recently to be excited about this because portal is such a fundamental game and so many people's gaming experiences that if you haven't thought about portal since the day you put it down about nine and a half years ago, they're still going to be excited and rightfully so. Because this whole time mechanic sounds like it's going to be, while, albeit infuriating, really, really fun. Um, so Portal in itself, if you live under a rock and you don't know what the original hey. two portals was about. <laughs> <laughs> you rang. You beat me to my next question. I was going to I was gonna ask it. But. <laughs> like, what the hell is Portal? <laughs> Zach's like, ah, yes, Portal, fundamental, a game we've all played. <laughs> Just for the people out there who haven't played Portal, what's the game about? <laughs> Don't worry, Zach, I'll give you the explanation. So Portal is a uh, puzzle game in which you are in this lab called Aperture Science, and an AI called GLaDOS has been setting up all these different kinds of tests for you to try and work through using the use of a portal gun. The portal gun has the ability to create two different points on walls from no matter where you are in a room so that you can cross to that other portal by placing one portal next to you and one portal on the other side of the room. But this mechanic can be used in all sorts of ways. You can use it to transport objects that you need around the room to kind of get through the puzzle like a ball or sometimes your good old companion cube. <laughs> I know. I know, buddy. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. And that's it. I mean... For such a beloved game, it's really simple, but it's the simplicity of the game with the amazing humor and the great puzzle solving mechanics that make it a really, really special game. You really got to have a grasp on physics to play this game because there's a lot of momentum based puzzles where you launch yourself across the room and yep. have to shoot a portal right under you to keep moving forward. And so, yeah, so it's physics, it's timing, um, it's it's challenging. It's a challenging puzzle game, but that's what makes it amazing. Um, and like I said, the humor, the humor, especially Portal 2. There's some great moments in Portal 1, including the creation of the infamous gaming meme, the cake is a lie. The cake is not actually a lie. <laughs> is it not? No, you. but you have to clip your way out of the room to get it. So we've got that meme, but Portal 2's humor with Wheatley included. Oh, dude, that was a great gaming experience. It's not a very long game either. Um, the other crummy thing about it is, in my opinion, there's not much replayability value unless you stay away from it for a long time. Because as a puzzle-based game, it's not very long. If you And if you know exactly what you need to do to get through each room, you can get through it in like a few hours. But that being said, um, it is an absolutely fantastic game. I'm very, very excited to hear about Portal Reloaded. And April 19th, 2021, that's a day before my birthday. So happy birthday to JP in 2021. Yeah. So, Zach, what do you think? You picking this up? I know how much you like puzzle-based games with no action. Uh, no. <laughs> but it's neat. All right. Next <laughs> At least question. he's honest. <laughs> I yeah I know and that's the thing about these games are they're really not for everybody 
And even sometimes, like, Portal's the perfect length because I tried to play other Portal games that I enjoy, or not Portal, I tried to play other puzzle games that I've enjoyed, like uh, The Witness was this amazing puzzle game surrounded with all kinds of mystery with really, really difficult puzzles, but I got bored after, like, eight to ten hours of gameplay. So, yeah, Portal Reloaded. Be excited. April 19th, 2021. I can't wait to talk about it on my birthday. Well, in summary, when life gives you lemons, you burn their damn house down with the lemons. I don't want your damn lemons. What am I supposed to do with these? Do you know who I am? I am the man who's going to burn your house down. With the lemons. With the lemons. <laughs> Zach is probably like, what the fuck? Oh, a little portal humor. <laughs> just, some, just some portal what? humor for you, Zach. What did I miss? <laughs> oh, one of the greatest jokes in gaming history. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll share the video with you later. All right. What do we got next on the docket? JP, you get to be a rock star. I get to talk about Rockstar. Oh, this article. I have some hot takes on this. <laughs> So on this next article, this is coming to us from VG247.com by Alex Calvin, came coming out a few days ago. Rockstar's crime blockbuster Grand Theft Auto V has shipped 135 million units as of September, but it seems that sales are slowing down. Hmm. Really? Sales are slowing down for a game that came out like seven years ago? Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there because I'm <laughs> mad. Speaking to investors about the three months ending September 30th, as transcribed by Seeking Alpha, the CEO and chairman of Take-Two, Strauss Zelnick, said that the game has sold in more than 135 million units since its launch back in September 2013. Makes sense because they've literally put Grand Theft Auto V on every console that's been out since then. I originally had it for the Xbox 360. I got Grand Theft Auto V at the tail end of the 360's lifespan. That yeah. is how old this game is. <laughs> In recent years, Take-Two has generally been shipping between 5 and 10 million units of Grand Theft Auto V each quarter. So to see the title go from just under 135 million to over 135 million units in three months indicates something of a slowdown. Grand Theft Auto V is coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X in the second half of 2021. So I was reading that from the article. I thought Grand Theft Auto V was supposed to be a launch day title for those consoles, but I'll have to do some more research into that. Well, that's what the uh, showcases were kind of hinting at. Yeah, exactly. So I don't I want to look into that more, but that's not the point of this article. How dare you, Rockstar? You have a game that has been selling incredibly well for seven years on multiple different consoles. For seven years, you've been riding the coattails of Grand Theft Auto V, and now you have the audacity to complain that sales are slowing down. Hey, I know a quick fix to that. What? Make a brand new game. Oh my God. That is so infuriating to me. It's like, cry me a fucking river. Because I, I know they're genuine here, just sniffling. Under 135 million sales. Sales are dropping, guys. What are we going to do? How about you make some new games? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like that meme of everybody sitting around the board meeting and like the CEO is saying, we're losing money. How do we make Grand Theft Auto V sell more? And then there's that one guy just head on his hand in the back of the room like, I don't know, maybe we make a new game. And then they throw him out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Great meme. It's one of my favorite memes of all time, but it's the truth. Where do you people get off complaining about this? 
Grand Theft Auto, I pulled up the list just because I was curious. Grand Theft Auto 5 is the second best selling video game of all time. Coming short of Minecraft because um it's Minecraft, but beating Tetris. Tetris! One of the oldest games in existence. Damn. Oh my God, Wii Sports. It outsold Wii Sports by about 50 million consoles or 50 million games. Wii Sports came with every Wii, Nintendo Wii sold. Your fucking game outsold a whole console. <laughs> and you are still complaining. You know, it's really funny that one and two are on the top selling list are so vastly different. Like you got the ultimate family friendly game that could not warp your children in any way possible. And then you got Grand Theft Auto Five, where you beat the hell out of hookers and run over mailmen. <laughs> Zach, I don't. Have you ever played a Grand Theft Auto game before? No, I don't even like them. I just uh, not a fan of it. It's not everybody's cup of tea. It's like a chaotic break from normal games, in my opinion. I've honestly found them boring. Um, I got really into Saints Row, so that's more my crime game spree. But I respect that. I respect that. Saints <sighs> Row are great. They're great games. Grand Theft Auto just it, it just seems like it's kind of overplayed itself. And I mean, I know Grand Theft Auto 5 was really cool and really intricate with like planning heists and getting the right people to do the heist. But it's still just so boring. I only made it like five hours into the game and I was like, well, I, I ran over as many people as I could. <laughs> And now I'm bored. <laughs> well, I'm not going to make the argument that Gra I think Grand Theft Auto 5 is boring. I think that the campaign was a ton of fucking fun. I really do. And the online they've been doing has been immensely fun as well. I'm not making the argument that they're not fun. I'm just saying, how do you, where do you get off complaining about the lack of sales for a game that's seven year old, seven years old, that is the second best selling video game ever? It's so true. They can't they can't keep riding this game. They're not going to make money forever on Grand Theft Auto. And I mean, hey, they released Red Dead Redemption 2 after like 12 years, but it's going to be another 12 years before we see anything new from Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't they make a bully too? That'd be fun. Oh my god, I forgot about Bully. I loved that game. Dude, it's like Bully. child-friendly Grand Theft Auto. Bully was a ton of fun. Make Bully too. I'll pay for that shit in an instant. Oh, they've remade it like four different times. Yeah, I they know. They should but, continue it. So like I bought the original for my PS4 one day because there was like a sale and it was like $8. And I was like, fuck it. I've heard good things about this game. Let's give it a go. I had a lot of fun. I 100%ed it. Rockstar, you have titles. You have things you can use. You have franchises. Make new games. Right? Yeah, I as soon as I saw Zach put this article in and I started reading it, oh, I got heated. I got so heated. I was mad at these guys. I'm like, shut up. Oh, uh, but my money's my money. But my money's. Can I talk Nintendo's now? Uh, yeah, I'm done. Wait, <laughs> Zach hasn't gotten yeah, his fix in a long time. Yeah, he hasn't. I know. But that made me mad. But you know what, Zach? Bring on some better news. I need some Nintendo news. What's going on, buddy? All right. It's been like a whole two minutes on top of the Nintendo Switch sales. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nintendo's doing its quarterly reports. And uh, so Nintendo Switch has sold 68.3 million. So for you guys wondering, it's past the NES for highest selling Nintendo console. Now there's just the Wii left. Wow. That was the, I actually didn't know that. The NES was the best selling Nintendo console. Second best selling. Then okay. The Wii was number one. And home console. Zach. Yes. 
where where is the uh, we use placement in this? Lols. A little bit about the Virtual Boy. <laughs> <laughs> really, it outsold the Virtual Boy. <laughs> Dude, the Virtual Boy was the biggest flop Nintendo's ever had, which ironically made it one of the biggest collector's items in gaming you can have. I need one. I need a Virtual Boy. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty on my shelf. Not on my face. <laughs> and so I just want to go over some highlights of games, guys. Um, Mario Kart 8 officially became the best-selling Mario Kart game of all time with 28.99 million. Well-deserved. Brilliant game. Oh, yeah, that game's phenomenal. I don't know if you guys heard of this little game called Animal Crossing. <gasps> Nope, never heard of it. <laughs> nope, never heard. It's already sold 26 million copies. Damn. And that only came out like, what, four or five months ago? Yeah, March. March 20th. Yeah, that's that's crazy sales for a game that's not even a year old. Yep. Right. And they constantly have free updates, so there's no reason not to pick it up when you can. So, I mean, I feel like that game's going to have some long, long life. I love Animal Crossing. Did you guys do the Halloween event? I still don't have the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Zara doesn't even have it. No, I ain't either, so I was just curious. Um, <laughs> and so um, I was going to skip over Smash. Smash had 21 million. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has sold almost 20 million copies, which is ahead of Mario Odyssey. Is Zelda the new cash cow for Nintendo? No. I don't know if you could consider it new <laughs> since it's yeah, kind of okay. been back to back with Mario. Has it overtaken Mario as Nintendo's franchise face? That's what I was trying to say. That's a better question because Mario is never going to not be the face of Nintendo. And as e Zelda could outsell Mario all day long, and I don't think that would change. Um, I you It's hard to say because you get two completely different experiences when you pick up a Mario title versus a Zelda title. Yeah, you get jumping. <laughs> <laughs> Wahoo! <laughs> Yippee! Okay, in my opinion, no. Um, Mario games are always going to be a staple when you pick up the latest Nintendo console, and Nintendo knows that. Breath of the Wild had a good release when it came out alongside the Switch, but it's not always like that with Zelda titles. Sometimes they don't release well into a game uh, into a console's lifespan. In fact, the only other exception I can think of off the top of my head was Twilight Princess with the Wii. Um, I don't know when Ocarina of Time released relative to the, the N64, but Mario you can always guarantee that there's going to be a Mario title that comes with a Nintendo Switch. So that's my two cents. So full disclosure, I've always had a preference towards Zelda. I've always liked uh, Legend of Zelda much better than Mario. Oh, me too. But I think that's just because uh, when I started gaming on the N64, Super Mario 64 was hard as hell. And I could not work my tiny childlike hands to platform Mario correctly with wall jumps. But Zelda, now that was a game I could really immerse myself into. And I just thought all of the Zelda stories were so phenomenal. And like back in the day with Ocarina of Time, when you meet Zelda in the courtyard for the first time, mm. you just, oh, the hairs on the back of my head just stood up. And in fact, as I said that scene now, the hairs on the back of my neck <laughs> stood up. <laughs> All right, Zach, but you are the residential Nintendo guy. What do you think? No, I just throw on, see what you guys think. See if I can get any hot takes out of you. Y'all lame. Those are our hot takes, but I do know you're more of a Mario fan than a Zelda fan. Yeah. I guess. Is that changing? No. No? Am I wrong? No, I just, I just don't know. He's a anyway. Metroid fan. Yeah, with my <laughs> Metroids. With my Metroids. All right, so 
I want to throw in, so with the Nintendo Switch doing so well, maybe they'll try a pro. There's a bunch of rumors going around and I wanted to highlight the one by Michael Ardronico on Tom's Guide. Ooh, do tell. And so if you guys didn't know, there was a leak by TCL talking about how Nintendo has a new mini LED screen. Oh. And so people have been speculating. There was a sketchy, now deleted 4chan post. Um, it suggests some major changes, including a custom NVIDIA, NVIDIA Tegra Xavier processor, a 64 Ooh. gigabyte SSD, 4K video support, and two USB-C ports. This post also claimed the Switch Pro would be a TV-only console and wouldn't play in portable. Oh. Well, that makes sense, because there's no way you could put that much power into your crotch. That's literally exactly what my next question was going to be, is how the hell do they plan on doing all of this within this framework of the Switch console? This makes sense. But, I mean, Nintendo has the capability. If it's TV-only, I, I have no doubt that they could put all of that powerhouse into their new console. And there's a, a Switch Lite. It's handheld only, so Switch Pro being TV only kind of makes sense. And now you have a new brand of Nintendo consoles known as a Switch, which kind of defeats the purpose if they can't switch, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, but it's... Yeah, I don't know how to feel about this because, like, if a new Switch Pro came out and it had the exact same capability of, like, going in the dock and then being used handheld like the current Nintendo Switch, I would be all for it. But, you know, even though I do play my Switch more in uh, the dock than I do in handheld mode, I like having the option of being able to take it out of its dock and just play in handheld mode. So I don't know if I'd invest in the new Switch right away if you weren't able to do that. What do you think, Zar? Well, you had me at TV only, but you lost me at handheld only. I get what you're saying with the whole, it's not really a Switch if it can't Switch. And I love like being able to take my switch and if I don't have a TV available to me or if, you know, Lauren's reading in bed and I want to play a little switch in bed, then I can just do that. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't ever really want to go back to having a Game Boy. I mean, I have my Game Boys and I love going back and playing them, but moving forward in console generations... I don't want to be limited to that, especially when there's the capability of having 64 gigabyte solid state drive and 4K video support on a TV only. Like I would still keep my original switch and use that to travel, but I would I would totally invest in the switch pro to use uh, solely on my TV. What do you think, Zach? Um, yeah, you know, what? I think we've talked about it a lot. I just want to give you guys a shot at that rumor. Um, JP and I talked about like things we want in a switch is we still want it to switch. We want it to have less bezels. And I just want it to be a little bit more powerful. Like it sucks that you have so many compromises when you get to your switch. That's yep. um, it's nice to be able to take it everywhere. Um, but if it could just have that full 1080p screen and not be at like 10 frames per second, I'd be pretty happy. Um, I think it just adds immersion to your games. And given what they've been doing great with what they have, you know, Switch games look fantastic for the Nintendo Switch. That's the stipulation as well. For Nintendo, this all looks great. Because if Nintendo really wants to be considered, and I'm not saying they're not a competitive gaming company compared to Sony and Microsoft, because that's absolutely false, but they're not playing on the same playing field as Sony and Microsoft, if that makes sense. Nintendo knows that they're currently known as kind of like the console you also get with either one of those other guys to get your Nintendo fix and, you know, have the more friendly, fun, colorful looking games. 
And honestly, I say don't deviate away from that because you guys are doing fucking fantastic. And the proof is right with the sale numbers that Zach was just giving. Oh, yeah. Nintendo has been notorious for any gamer out there will have like a PC or a PlayStation or an Xbox. But you'll more than likely be able to find some sort of Nintendo product sitting right next to that main console because it is that nice break. And they're really good at swooping in under the market. And that's what I think they should keep doing, because if they try to make something that directly is supposed to compete with the PlayStation and Microsoft, I don't think they'd win that battle. Well, they don't they don't have the third party titles. I mean, that's part of the problem. Yeah, they they're great with original IPs. And this is kind of a backwards problem when compared to Xbox, whereas Xbox doesn't have the original IPs, but Nintendo doesn't have the third parties. <laughs> hmm. Mm. Mm. The last thing I want to say before we can move on, because I know I've gotten a lot of Nintendo talk here, is that I really, really hope that they like add better Bluetooth support. Like I just want to be able to yes. attach Bluetooth headphones to my Switch and be done. No dongles, no dingles, none of that stuff. Good point. Working Bluetooth headset. Good point. Good, absolutely. Oh, that is such a good point because when I play my Switch on my TV and I want to listen through headphones, I have to sit so close to the yep. Switch. Yup, that great point, Zach. That's absolutely hell if they came out with a version of the switch with a slightly longer battery and that feature i would buy it <laughs> like honestly yeah, it doesn't even need to be a pro it just needs to be like a 1.5 oh jesus all right what else are we talking about today czar was right what else are we talking about today <laughs> <laughs> pass oh pass <laughs> but it's a good one all right all right fine all right all right so We've been speculating, we've been hinting, and even in our collab episode, we talked a little bit about this. But finally, we got confirmation on a legendary edition of Mass Effect. One, two, and three. And that that news dropped on in seven day, otherwise known as November 7th, mm. for everybody out there. And um, I took this article from directly from the website. And so basically what they're going to do with this uh, new legendary edition is they're going to update the textures, the shaders, the models, effects, and technical features of the three enormous games. Now, I know what you're all thinking, and we've debated this a lot, the difference between remakes and remasters. Mm -hmm. This is not going to be a remake. And in fact, a quote from BioWare's blog is our goal was not to remake or reimagine the original games, but to modernize the experience so that fans and new players can experience the original work in its best possible form. Mass Effect Legendary Edition will include single-player base content and DLC from Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3, plus promo weapons, armors, and packs, all remastered and optimized for 4K Ultra HD. Wow. And it will be available in spring of 2021 for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC, with forward compatibility targeted at enhancements on the Xbox Series X slash S and PlayStation 5. That's quite the deal. Oh, yeah. So kind of what we can expect from this uh, with regards to the next gen consoles is that it's likely for next gen we will see true 4K. The solid state drives should decrease loading times significantly or 
even just get rid of loading times altogether. And hopefully we'll be able to play in a beautiful crisp 120 frames per second. And that's all speculation because we didn't get too many details. But, you know, if it's the next gen, it's kind of what you should expect. You're not wrong, especially for a game that's as beloved as Mass Effect. Like, and the rumors have been circulating and everyone's really excited and we're still in the middle of COVID season. So I think they're going to do something special for us with this. Oh, I am so excited. I just really hope that they don't fail with this remaster because it's it's easy to improve graphics and character models and stuff like that. Yeah. But there was a lot of bugs in the Mass Effect series, um, especially in like dialogue options where you would initiate dialogue with some somebody and then Shepard would just stare at the person they were talking to for five minutes before saying any word. <laughs> yep, yep, I've heard about that. It's it's kind of a creepy meme that's going around the internet. It's kind of funny. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's very funny. But so they need to they need to really work out some of those kinks and make some of the controls less clunky. Um, because sometimes when you would dive for cover, your character would just kind of stand there and get shot until they died. Just some of those finer tuned things. Like they can't just give it a new coat of paint. They have to go in and tweak it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But as the article said, they're not remaking these games from the ground up. In fact, this I, I think this is just speculation of hype to come for some other news that dropped on the same blog from their website. Which is what? The company also claimed that their team is hard at work creating the next chapter in the Mass Effect universe. So the implication is a brand new Mass Effect game will be right around the corner. Bioware didn't provide any other details about the new game, but it's clear that the development is early. So, you know, we may have to wait a long time for anything new about Mass Effect. In fact, it could even be a couple years. Right. Because, well, the cur- the uh, the company is currently working on a new Dragon Age title, and that's been in the works for a couple years now. So, obviously, they're going to rotate the hype around fantasy to sci-fi, and right now is the age of the dragon, so to speak. And I, I just, I just kind of wanted to conclude a little bit with There are many skeptics out there about this new Mass Effect title, and a lot of people aren't too hyped about it. Do you think that's because of the fallout from Andromeda or? Andromeda and Anthem. Oh, yep, that's fair. That's I don't know if anybody remembers the game Anthem. It was a lot of fun. It was so amazing. But you hit a point and the game just stops. Like you've done already all you can do, and it only takes about 15 hours to do everything in Anthem. And so Bioware has taken a lot of flack from Andromeda and Anthem. And that's that's what's causing a lot of people to not really be super hyped about it. But hey, those were good games. They just weren't what the fans anticipated. So hopefully Bioware can take some of that into account, but not bastardize their franchise. Because I love Mass Effect and I really want to see what comes after Andromeda. And I was going to say that was the point that um, I think it was you and Travis when he was on, we're trying to make about Andromeda is the fact that they're not, ne- it's not necessarily a bad game, just that it wasn't what people were expecting. And that's why it got flack. Or as I call it, the last of us Two effect. <laughs> yeah, basically. 
I mean, there is there's also a lot of uh, interwoven EA dirtiness that really plagues this game, too. And, you know, when EA gets their hands on a franchise, it, it usually goes south. But I mean, hopefully Bioware can can hold their own on this. Yeah, that's a lot of good points. And I know a ton of people are going to be excited about this whole Mass Effect thing. Me personally, salty. Not because I don't want to play these games, but because I just bought the three games from Steam. <laughs> I am so sick of this happening to me. You are so good at buying <laughs> things right before something new comes out. I know. <laughs> and given yeah, it was like, know what you're going to buy next, okay? Just help me out here. I'm going to try a little, little hypothesis. <laughs> And that's the thing is like it was just 50. It was $15 on the last Steam sale to buy like all three games, but still. But hey, I mean, at least you can buy this series again and it'll be prettier. Oh, um. see, I think you should get Borderlands now for the Switch. What? And then watch Why? a new collection come out right after you buy it. Yeah, if you want, if you have a game franchise that hasn't been reinvigorated in a while, just tell me to buy its predecessor and boom. New game. Hit New me up game. On, hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically all I got about Mass Effect. I'm super hyped about it. I am definitely going to pick up this Legendary Edition, and I am eagerly anticipating any new Mass Effect news. And truth be told, I'm probably going to pick it up too. Yeah. Zach? Shepherds Unite. Yeah. You going to pick it up? Mm, I'll wait till JP buys it, see if it goes on sale quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> With that, I love burning JP. You guys ready to go into some uh, game releases? <laughs> yeah, we got a lot coming out again this week. And since I took the massive game release package last week, this one's all yours, boys. I got it. All right, so JP has organized this. He's good at that. Yeah. Um, basically, um, I'm going to say the date. And there's like 100 games coming out on that date. So just assume until I tell you a new date, everything coming out is it coming out on November 12th. Sound good? Yeah. yeah. All right. So for November 12th, we first have Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming to PS5 on November 12th. Gosh, Damon, I said November 12th. <clears throat> okay. We need to get some getting used to. <laughs> okay. So first up, Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming to PS5. Astro's Playroom coming to PS5. Borderlands 3 coming to, yeah, you guessed it, PS5. Bug Snacks, yum, is coming Bug to PC, PS5, and PS4. Demon Soul is coming to PS5. Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition is coming to PS5. Dirt 5 coming to PS5. Esports Life Tycoon is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Family Feud, hell yeah, Steve Harvey Edition. It's not actually called that. That'd be cool, though. That'd be cool, yeah. though. It's coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia! Yeah, Stadia! Farming Simulator 19, Alpine Farming Expansion is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One. Oh my god, farming! Who asked for this? <laughs> Everyone. Fortnite is coming to PS5. Godfall is coming to PC and PS5. Handball 21 is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One. Just Dance 2021 is coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia! Well, I lost it. All right, Man Eater is coming to PS5. Marvel Spider-Man PS5 is coming to... Wait a second. <laughs> Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming to PS5 and PS4. NBA 2K21 is coming to PS5. No Man's Sky Next Generation is coming to 
PS5. The Path List is coming to PC, PS5, and PS4. Planet Coaster Console Edition is coming to PS5. Uh, oh, and I don't know if you guys know this, but the PS5 is coming out in US, Canada, Australia, <laughs> and Japan. Sackboy, A Big Adventure is coming to that game, that console that just came out, PS5 and PS4. Unturned is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Watch Dogs Legion is coming to PS5. And I don't even know what this stands for, but WRC9 is coming to PS5. Some kind of wrestling game? I don't fucking know. That's what I would guess. Okay, next up, November 13th. We have Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X. F and Zar, man. What the hell is that? PS4 <laughs> and Xbox One. Kingdom Hearts <laughs> Melody of Memory is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Right. Hot Pursuit Remastered is coming to Switch. Rune 2 Decapitation Edition is coming to PC. Yeah. All right. And then the last few games, you know, I say few kind of sarcastically, are coming out on November 17th. That's five dates coming to PC. Fortnite, the last laugh bundle is coming to PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Only if it's the last. <laughs> Hearthstone, Madness at the Dark Moon Fair expansion coming to PC. Mars Horizon coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Mortal Kombat 11 coming to PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. Stadia. On yeah, that same date that we've been doing. <clears throat> I don't mess Oh my up. god, is this a Stadia <laughs> exclusive coming up next? Oh my god. Pac-Man Mega Tunnel Battle is a Google Stadia exclusive that you've been waiting for. Holy crap. Damn. Truck Driver, the Nintendo exclusive you've been waiting for. It's a Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Who asked for this? <laughs> Guys, there's a lot of games coming up, so screw or hype up one upcoming game. I'm hyping up two upcoming games that we've already talked about, but I'm still so hyped. I want to mention them again. Are you guys ready? Is it Bug Snacks? <laughs> it's not Bug Snacks. Oh, God damn. I wanted Bug Snacks. Well, Bug Snacks is great, but this week we're talking about Godfall, which is coming to PC. That's what I'll be buying it on, JP. And the PS5 <laughs> on November 12th. You were going to save Aperion. You were the last of Valoran Knights, masters of combat equipped with legendary armor called Valor Plates, Ascend and Godfall, a first of its kind looter slasher melee action RPG. Think Dark Souls meets Diablo meets God of War. Hmm. Ooh. I want it. Do you guys want it? it sounds intriguing. I, like I said, um, with the PlayStation 5 event, when this was first shown, I slept on it hard. But now that you're talking about it more, I'm definitely a lot more excited about it. Although I do admit it's definitely more your game, Zach, than it's going to be for me. What aspects about this game specifically are you really pumped up for? Why does it look so appealing to you? Uh, the cooperative, never-ending dungeon crawling is kind of my favorite thing. I love constantly killing things and getting new rewards for it. It just makes it so I feel like I really get the bang out of my buck for my games. because I can play those games for hundreds of hours and still be like, ooh, a new piece of shiny loot. That's fair. So, yeah, there's that. So are they doing uh, just a standard edition for this game? Or are they doing like deluxe editions? Like a, a, what are they doing here? Yeah, so they're, they're pulling a, they're doing a thing. All right, so there's three editions coming to PC and PS dollar sign. Just kidding, PS4. I was like, PS <laughs> Can't even, I got used to saying PS5. All right, so there's three editions coming to PC and PS5. There's a standard game, which is $60, which comes with, you know, the game. The game. <laughs> um, then there's a deluxe a deluxe edition, which comes with a season one pass, which is based in expansion and some like starter goodies that are kind of useful. And then there is the, oh, sorry. So the goodies are the Godfall starter pack, 
You get off to a head start with the selection of empowering items. So just think like you have better starter gear. Mm -hmm. Chrome Valor plate skins for Silvermane, Phoenix, and Greyhawk, which means gibberish to me, but I mean, it sounds cool. It does sound um, cool. I'll give you that. <laughs> Zero sword, long sword. Unleash a blade of a master assassin from another universe. Oh, oh, that's is Borderlands. That, I was going to say, is that in a Borderlands reference? Well, Godfall is made by Gearbox. Oh, that's cool. That is really cool. I love crossovers like that. And then there's a yellow Valor plate skin for Typhoon. And then finally, there's the Ascended Edition, which has gold plated items and bragging rights. And so, yeah, with that, um, guys, Cyberpunk got delayed. So I feel like this is one of the few first new next gen games that we can experience. And so that's another reason that we should buy it. Yeah, you know, silver lining to cyberpunk getting delayed. And I mean, very, very small silver lining. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> this really gives a lot of um, next gen games the spotlight because cyberpunk was just going to take all the news by storm. And I genuinely don't think that the delay is going to deter that many people from getting Cyberpunk 2077. So I 100% agree with that. And Godfall is probably the new front runner of like popular games that are coming out with this launch con with this uh, console launch. So I I am excited for Godfall. I'm excited to see how it's received. I'm excited to see if the gameplay holds up. I'm excited to see Zach excited because Zach has been talking about this game quite a bit. And yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I really do. And it's weird because the three of us don't get games together very often. This might be one of our new games. Yeah. Woohoo! All right. Speaking of our double feature, guys, we have a lot of new stuff coming out. So here's the next PS5 game, Demon Souls, also coming out on November 12th. This is SIE Worldwide, which is Sony Interactive Entertainment Studio Creative Director Gavin Moore. He shares um, good development and gameplay insights into Demon Souls which is a PlayStation classic lovingly rebuilt for the PS5. Journey into Bolteria on November 12th. And so the reason I kind of gave that monologue is um, some context for what I just said. There was a PS5 state of play. Like, can you guys hear Boomy? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I can hear Boomy in the back. I thought those were JP's dogs. <laughs> oh no, Daphne's bork is more like... <laughs> and Gracie's is more like... Yep, 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 yep. All right, so Demon Souls is a uh, remake of the highest quality. It's done by SIE, which is Sony Inter Interactive Entertainment. And basically, they just released a state of play, just showcasing Demon Souls. It's definitely, you can tell, a lot of love and care has been put in this game. I, I died laughing because they said it was in performance mode the entire time, and it looked drop-dead gorgeous. They did like a two-minute section of the character creator, and it looks pretty overwhelming. I'm yeah. not really big into character creation. What about you guys? Uh, I can take it or leave it, to yeah, be honest. I like it. It's a nice feature, but I'll ultimately spend way more time than necessary making a character. I'm more I'm more about what you receive as weapons and stuff like that than what my character looks like. Yeah, and so it just looks like a Dark Souls game to me. Did you guys ever play the original Demon Souls on PS3? No, I did not. I couldn't even make it through Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, fair point. That's and fair. Was was this originally for PS3? Because I thought this was the precursor to Dark Souls. Like this was done on PlayStation 1 or 2. There's a lot of lore behind this game. It was actually one of the more surprising parts of the event for me. Not because I saw it and was like, oh my God, but because 
when I looked at other people's reactions of the event, this is one of the things they were most excited for. And to me, it looked like a Dark Souls ripoff. Come to find out it's a predecessor. I'm like, oh, no wonder people are so pumped up. Yeah, and it came out to PS3 in February 5th, 2009, Tar. So it oh. was PS3. It oh. seems like, like JP said, those 360s and PS3 games, they're kind of old school gaming now at this it's point. It's officially <laughs> retro gaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that you could get Grand Theft Auto V <laughs> on those consoles. Oh, yes. Guys, is that it for today? I think so. All right. So by the time this episode launches, it'll be Wednesday the 11th. And that means the Xbox Series X will have released yesterday and the PlayStation 5 is going to release tomorrow. So November has been a crazy month already with everything going on and it's about to get even more wild. Um, I'm broke as shit, so I will not be owning either of the next general con next generation consoles right away. But if you do have one of them, let us know what you think. Go to Twitter. Be like, hey, JP's wrong and the Series X is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And please, for the love of all that is every anything decent, do not punch people out to try to get these consoles. They're in very low supply and it's going to be really hard to get them. So just, just be kind to each other, please. That's just part of the experience. You know, you used to be fun. <laughs> used to be fun. I don't want to watch fun. people getting their collarbones broken. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I actually do want to watch that. Yeah. But you shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys, any more thoughts before we head into the next generation console gaming? Forward. That That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right, whatever. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your Game Tea. Bye.